to a very special episode of Radio Free Topag. My name is Audrey. And my name's Ron Weasley. Welcome to the Harry Podcast. Ah, oh, fuck. And joining is us this... this week, it's Britain's own Anne Dursley. Oh, I see. Uh, <laughs> Anne Dursley here. That was the drop I had to get. I wanted to, I wanted to have a crowd noise when you uh, when you said <laughs> the line. You. Now, would you rather <laughs> fuck a Dementor or your mum? Welcome to the Harry Pod podcast. You should see my mom. She's a Dementor already. <laughs> it's about a 50-50 even split then. Both of them going to be sucking your soul right out your mouth. <laughs> I wish I could do a consistent accent even once in my life. One time. I was so confused. 30 seconds. I was so confused when you started doing that accent and then remembered that I made my name for the uh, for the recording session, Anne Dursley, Dursley, which is a pseudonym I choose sometimes, <laughs> and I forget that that is the uh, surname of the Harry Potter family that, um, what, did they take in Harry? Yeah, and they put I, him under the it, damn um, stairs. That's right. Isn't it? Fuck James and Lily, isn't it one of their siblings? It's, so yeah, the Dursleys are related to the Potter yeah. family. It's okay. like his, it's like his filthy Muggle uncle, isn't it? Oh, I think I think the Dursley mom is James's sister, maybe. If I'm remembering and, that properly, and I've never thought to look this up, but is one of them an Anne? I don't know is if there's there an Anne, but you could maybe you're like under the other stairwell. You're like the other Dursley. Fun fact: I came up with this dog shit intro bit uh, in the shower before you even joined Anders. And when you had said your last name to Dursley, I was like, "The stars have aligned. Oh. The, star, <laughs> the stars have bloody aligned for me." Shitty accent bit. <laughs> oh, so you were already going to do that? Yeah, I just the the phrase Harry Harry Podcast entered my brain. Oh, I was like, has that been done? Is there a, a I th- Potter fandom, the Harry Podcast? I think that would have to be about definitely uh, Harry get Harry people who smoke weed. This is true. Or like one of them. <laughs> you ever seen the like the Harry Sphere? What is it? A theorem? A conundrum? It's the Boy, thing where, like, that. if you got a ball covered in hair, you can't comb it all smoothly. There's got to be a cowlick somewhere. Mm. That's that's. But it's a pot. I bet a pot would do that also. That could be that. That could also be a hairy pot. Could be. I tell you this. <laughs> uh, when I was last saw Donovan, and I was in Chicago for the DSA convention, yeah. Democratic Socials. And there was a uh, fanfic convention in that same hotel complex, and so oh, there were adults no. walking Hell around yeah. in Harry Potter getup. That is a nightmare. I yeah, can't they, sit. they were chill. They didn't. They didn't seem to bug anybody. But uh, okay. it was an odd sight. I uh, was once invited to the premiere of a Harry Potter film. I had a friend who was very into the Harry Potter films. I believe it was the third. Perhaps film in the series as cabin and I and uh, yeah, ass cabin. I uh, <laughs> agreed to go because I was bored and I had a free ticket and I'm like, OK, fine. And she goes here, put this on and it's a fucking robe. Mm. And she hands me a wand. She brought you a robe. 
She did. She oh, had it. It's fuck. like I got an extra in the back, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> trying my patience, but I did it anyway. And I sat in the movie, and I had a marvelous time. That's right. Yeah. What a great series by everyone's favorite authoress. Just <laughs> kidding, Rolling. <laughs> God. Even before all the transphobia, I got sick of that shit after movie three. I'd had enough. I'd had enough. The t- I don't know. I just don't. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like the overzealous fandom. Uh, I don't like it. Harry's stupid little round glasses <laughs> and his filthy little forehead with the lightning bolt on it. And it's not in the consistent <laughs> place between the different movies. And that's when I checked out. Mm. Plot hole. <laughs> Cinema sins. Ding. <laughs> oh, you're telling me he's got a migrating scar? Okay. Yeah. Ding. My immersion is ruined. Uh, another fun fact about Andrew's visit to Chicago uh, is that when I met up at a bar with you, Andrew's, you were drinking Malort on ice. Yes, Malort rocks. <laughs> Something I have never encountered anyone to ever do. <laughs> That's How do you a, usually drink it straight? You guys shoot the stuff because it, it tastes yeah. like gasoline. You seem like you're having a good time with it, though. Yeah, it's an interesting. Uh, I like, uh, you know, I like I, when I do drink alcohol. It's usually fernet, so That's it's not answer. too much mm-hmm. of a tumble down the stairs from a lord. Doesn't it's not pleasant, but when in Rome, that's true. When in Rome, dump that gasoline all over some cubes. Do you drink <laughs> fernet on ice? What's that? Do you drink Fernet on ice? Yeah. Damn. That's hardcore. I like Fernet, but it's like another one. I shoot it and then I go, (laughs) (laughs) That's what I've missed. I I have not. Can you describe the flavor profile of a Fernet? Fernet? Licorice. I'm surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Like a more licorice. I've had Sambuca. So like, yeah. I haven't had that one. I I feel like that's in the same wheelhouse. Sambuca is really good if you get it real cold. If you get a really cold shot of Sambuca, it's great. Okay. Is that the kind of stuff that if you put like cold water in it, like absinthe, it gets all like milky looking? Is it in that wheelhouse of things? Yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah. I might've just had that over the weekend. I went to a wine bar for a friend of a friend's birthday and so I got pretty drunk. I, I'm not like a wine person. Normally it's kind of like, yeah, this is wine and that's okay with me. I'm <laughs> this pretty, definitely has booze in it and I'm tastes like neutral. grapes mostly. Yeah. Notes of purple. <laughs> But this shit was like remarkable. Like this person worked there and they kept bringing out these different bottles. And I was like, oh, fuck, I kind of I kind of get it now. And then I drank like 10 of them. And then at the end, somebody had I think it was Sambuca. It was like creamy looking shit. And it it tastes mm. like licorice oil. Like it yep. really stuck all over the inside of your mouth. Wouldn't drink it again. Yeah, it's kind of neat. It's kind of neat. Maybe that's what that was. Maybe that's what that was. Cool. How's everybody doing? Well, that's my update. I drank a bunch of wine over the weekend. How are y'all? Seems good. I'm. Uh, I'm. When does this come out? By the way, uh, usually Thursdays. I'll probably push it back a day because we're recording late. Might be okay. Friday. Well, if there's any, yeah, fans of Pie Day America, we have a uh, new. Yeah, we we just recorded our last episode in Jake's apartment, and so I feel kind of Aww. melancholy about about leaving that joint and uh yeah we have some other news on our our uh on our episode that'll come out this weekend 
but we're gonna keep oh, doing the, keep doing the okay. show. I'll just that's just a uh, a little teaser for uh, some stuff you don't you don't want to miss or shattering for the damn heads episodes. Yeah, for the for the damn dammers, damn heads, the damned, the damned. Yeah. As long as you continue doing the show, it is one of my must yeah. listen standards. If wow, you were, I thought you were about to be like we're ending it, and I was going to be very sad. Here no, we're here. not ending it. Okay. Good. Just there are okay, certain good. changes that will be that are afoot. Oh okay. shit. Okay. Oh shit. I fear change. I Me fear too. Change That's what I'm realizing today. <laughs> I just feel so weird. It's uh, it's weird yeah. to not go to you know your friend's house that you've been going to for six years every week. Although, yeah, you know, I I was was in did remote for a couple years in DC, but uh Yeah. Uh sorry, this is a long answer to how am I doing? No, hey, it's relevant. We got lots of PDA fans in our audience and we too are PDA fans. It's true. And Thank I'm you. not talking about public displays of affection. Gross. Though we are I don't know. I like PDAs like that. I'm on uh, the fence I don't mind about them. It. I will say though, do you don't see make this out in public? Yeah. You should tell that to uh, my former mayor, Bill de Blasio, who was caught yep. smooching. Did you see this? New York Post caught him uh, with fully dyed hair, by the way. He, this guy was salt and pepper a year ago and is now just jet brown, if that's a thing. Uh, just like pure brown hair. <laughs> Clearly a dye job, not a good one either. And he's no. sticking his tongue down some poor woman's throat. I mean, it's uh, consensual, of course, but right, uh, right. He, yeah, it's very, very strange. Sort of um, not to not to cast aspersions on people with, you know, uh, polyamorous lifestyles, but he he and his wife felt yeah. found felt the need to d- declare publicly that they're open, and he's very openly making out with a, another person. Which you know is is his right, but it's just I question. It, it's odd if you're a public figure to do that. I feel. Yeah, it's, it's my right not to have to see this wrinkly old fuck playing tonsil hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at pictures of him, especially with the dye job. That's unpleasant. Yeah. It's like ground beef. It's like <laughs> ground beef trying to climb down. A, well, okay, I don't know what the other person looks like, so I don't want to call it like a sewer grate or something. You maybe can barely she's a nice, see her. Lovely person. And I think that's because she's embarrassed. So I she's yeah. embarrassed. <laughs> Brown beef trying to climb down man. a perfectly lovely person's yeah. face. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody getting waterboarded with ground beef. That's what I'm imagining with <laughs> de Blasio chasing somebody. Uh, it really but he's is the like... one who did the burger element comment, right? When the vaccines were coming out. Was that him? Burger element? There was something where it was like, this might have been a different New York guy. There was something where it was like, uh, you get like a free burger and fries when you get the vaccine or something. And like some political figure, I thought it was him, was like, oh, and and there's there's also a burger element to this, which I thought. Mm -hmm. Burger element. A burger element. (laughs) Oh, okay. That sounds like a new franchise, new chain. Welcome to Burger Element. Yeah. This ain't your fucking mom's burgers. <laughs> they try to make an element out of every condiment, like ketchup is fire, mustard is uh, oh, uh, nice. gas. I don't know. I love that. Because mustard gas. And <laughs> 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 uh, lettuce is, of course, uh, wait, is is nature an element? <laughs> Earth. Earth. Yeah. 
But Earth is like dirt and stuff. Is there all, isn't there like an element for green? Well, yeah, but it stuff? would be living things. Earth is like life. plants and shit. If you, too. Life. Yeah. If you go okay. by Captain Planet, they are the same. Uh, Kwame has both plant and dirt, plant in, and yeah. dirt. covered in the Earth element. Yeah, Damn. I think Earthbenders move trees and shit around too. In uh, yes, in Avatar. Well, was Although, isn't like... that wind related? If you're able to move a, if you're in mean, a wind, I guess it depends. Moving. Yeah, what depends what <laughs> side of the tree you're shifting. <laughs> There's a lot of ways to move a tree. <laughs> That's what we're learning on tonight's episode. <laughs> At least two. Andrew, what's new? Do you have any update or are you just... Oh, shit. Uh, I didn't even... I'm just working my ass off all the time. And uh, I have have almost reached the end of Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon New Game Plus Plus. I have played it quite a bit. Um, Plus Plus. Yeah. So you beat it and then you beat it again and it's a little different. And then you beat it again and it's a lot different. Is there triple plus? There, there is, but it's no more. It's there's no additional uh, content after the the third damn, playthrough. False plus. Oh, I gotta play that game, but I'm afraid of it. Yeah, you should be. It's uh, very difficult. I think you will hate it at first and come around on it. One of these days, one of these days, I'll suit up in the mech. I ordered a <laughs> modular synthesizer that was supposed to get here today and didn't, which is kind of a mech in its own way. I was going to jack into the mainframe. You get to like <laughs> plug wires mm. into things. I don't 100% understand it yet. Uh, but the Sweetwater Corporation is on my shit list because it did not get here today. And I had to sadly gaze out the window waiting for the FedEx man, only for nothing to appear Damn Terrible. on the doorstep. Nothing at all. So prayers up for me. I want to make wobbly noises and uh, maybe we'll be hearing that soon. Sweet water (laughs) gets their shit together. More like bitter water. (laughs) That's the update corner. Andrews, typically we hit our recurring guests with how's your dating life going, but famously you have a girlfriend. I have a girlfriend. Do you have any GF updates? Actually just passed a week ago, Thursday, our five year anniversary hey congrats thank you very good very good five claps for five years yeah hell yeah you're gonna do anything special you know so we didn't actually realize the day of because we don't really keep track of that for a while i would get an update every year from my mom because she saved the email that i sent announcing to her that i had a girlfriend (laughs) but the email (laughs) The email was sent <laughs> the day after I actually got right. the girlfriend. Uh, so it was the day after my anniversary that I was being notified. And then she lost. The, she says she can no longer find the email. So she wasn't able to send it. it again this year. She uh, but archived I, it. Yeah, I guess so. But I saw, I got, you know, a Facebook memory of it. And I was like, oh shit, today's the day. And then it was already, you know, night at that point. She was off. <laughs> doing stand-up somewhere. And so the next day, uh, we decided to go to the coffee shop where it all began. The actually cafe slash bookstore, if you're ever in Bushwick. Molasses Books, great place. Um, That's where I asked, so what is this? And she said, (laughs) I want you, I want 
a relationship. That was those are her words. Yay! Those magic four words. So what want, is this? <laughs> I want a relationship. Yep. But we love that though. Shouts out to Anders' girlfriend. She's got a podcast going. Yes, that uh, I think they're on hiatus for now, but you can uh, hear some episodes if you look up, look it up in the podcast app. You can still find those and give them a good listen or two. What's the What's the title of the show? Cargo Cult. Cult. About tech. We support girlfriends on this program. We do. We're pro girlfriend podcast. The guys who have them. Very good. Right every topic for girlfriends and the guys that have them. <laughs> what a magical show. Well, hey, what do we say we combine all of our relationship experience into some kind of big wad of energy and we throw it at the listener questions that have been sent to us this week? Let's, Let's spirit it. bomb that cue box. Let's spirit bomb that cue box. But first, a word from our sponsors. Oi, mate, it's me, Donovan Potter. Oh, it's a cramped spot here under the stairs where I live. They say that the cramped conditions make me accent inconsistent, they do. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I like to do when my accent isn't changing and I'm not imprisoned in my uncle's home? What do you like to do? I like to listen to the Radio Free Topang podcast. Uh, but there ain't enough episodes to fill all me under the stairs time. And so I, I'll let you in on a little British secret. Head on over to patreon.com slash RFTP. <laughs> it's like Australian. So Australian. It always devolves into Australian. Patreon.com slash RFTB. You can get a bonus episode each week for a mere $5 a month and access to over 140 episodes in the backlog. Ixis. Ixis. (laughs) Boy, now. Patreon.com slash RFTB. Avada Kedavra. I don't spell. I don't care for Australian Harry Potter Donovan at all. I say Harry Potter. Oh, it's Harry Potter cut. <laughs> oh fuck question box. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, it's the question box it's the segment of the show where you the listener can send us your questions and we will do our goddamn best to answer them how do you do that it's simple hit up our social media at rftb on twitter and instagram or at rftb and the other stuff on blue sky or our website rftb.me you don't have to make an account you just click the ask a question link and then it sends it to us and i really gotta update that thing because it takes like a minute for the page to load because there's like a thousand questions in there and it's not a very well optimized website and you can't sort them by new for some reason you have to scroll through a thousand questions yep we have to there's going to be a new solution coming we'll work on that in the coming weeks i could have just made a new link this whole time and for some reason my my little pea brain didn't figure that out so that's how you do it It'll be the same way when I update the link. 
Audrey, what do we want to read first this week? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Do we want to do one that's a little long to start off? You want to you want to fuck around with the little long one here? Let's get it. Let's get into this deep shit. This meat and potato shit. Yeah. Hey, babes. Hello. Hello. Hey, that's me. Oi. <laughs> How can I understand my friend's desire for conflict and chaos and help her not create it in her life? Let's call my BFF Steph. That is the most chaotic fucking name I've ever encountered. Every Stephanie I've ever known has been an absolute disaster. Especially if they're a Steph. We've been friends since high school. We are in our early 30s, and we've seen each other through thick and thin parts of life. We balance each other out. She's the kind of person who performs for the people in the room. She can be big in a charming and charismatic way, but I've always known that it isn't the real her. Contrastingly, I am reserved and very stingy with my social energy. She helps me open up, and I help center her. The other day, she told me through text that she's feeling really low, tired, and agitated, and has been tempted to say things at work that would spark confrontation. It seems she is tired of putting on this charismatic and charming performance, which seems to be inviting people to include her in complex social drama. Turns out nurses are a toxic bunch. <laughs> a nurse named Steph. Oh, God. Okay. She doesn't seem to know how to have a lukewarm relationship with people in general. She can't be on very good terms with them. Uh, since she can't be on very good terms with them, she seems tempted to say bad things that will make these gray area relationships into clearly negative ones. She literally told me that she craves chaos. Lost my place because I had to scroll. And has moments where she doesn't want to be stable. I asked her if it's chaos that she wants or does she just need a challenge now that she isn't also in school? She said that she would like a challenge, but chaos is still alluring. <laughs> Needless to say, I do not relate. Even mild social mishaps make me nauseous. I want to help be a sounding board for her, but I'm at a loss. What would be a good thing for me to ask her, ask to help her explore this? I'd love to help her pivot to something else that won't lead her to like destroying her job. Haha. <laughs> More info in case you need it. I'm not her only support. She's married to a good guy, but he is untouched by abuse, trauma, and MI issues. Michigan. <laughs> Michigan issues. Uh, we'll look that up. Uh, my friend has been diagnosed with the all too familiar depression and anxiety combo that most of us have, but she also has bipolar disorder. What up? Shots. High five, bitch. She describes a lot of internal turmoil that I cannot see, but which does seem to weigh her down a lot. She doesn't, she hasn't articulated much about what drives this. She's not ready, but I assume it has a lot to do with her abusive upbringing. She is in therapy, medicated, and is overall stable at the moment wait mental illness issues wait, oh, sure. Okay. sure not michigan, not michigan. Well, damn it they are often one in the same <laughs> yeah as a ohio state alumnus i have michigan. to say that Stick michigan it to them. issues yeah michigan is a mental, mental illness, illness. Mental, uh, mental issue again my first suggestion was going to be uh therapy but sounds like she's checked that box Oh yeah, um, she's doing it. I wonder if there's some other way she can exercise these urges, or perhaps choose a field that's uh, not life or death for you know. Sir, a lot of you know. <laughs> yeah. How I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I think that's nurses malpractice can cause death, right? They have to be. They're responsible. Oh, absolutely. For oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, may, maybe politics. 
politrix yeah you'd be like a we dirty tricks and this is my one of my dream jobs to be a dirty tricks dude like uh roger stone but um <laughs> probably not gonna <laughs> make the world a better place that way but uh you know uh uh, yeah, there's got to be some, maybe gaming or some other way there to exercise yeah. those tendencies that is not uh, going to harm herself and others. Yeah, tell her to get in a COD lobby and yell slurs. I think yep. that's probably <laughs> a good outlet for this with minimal harm. Just go heckle 12-year-olds. That is one potential. I'm kind of joking about this, but I mean, honestly, playing a video game and just being a toxic piece of shit some like just go play league of legends that's like the whole thing right that's the whole thing is you're a piece of shit to each other yeah it's accepted go do that go do that go containment yeah. zone with the other asshole <laughs> right some game like that where it's you know because there's certain games like madden is my game and you can't really it's not really that you, you just gonna we should just lose and get frustrated as i do when i play with other people <laughs> But uh, if it's some kind of game that relies on manipulation, psych, you know, mind games like Among Us or something, she should get really into Among Us. Magic the Gathering. There you go. That's a a pretty toxic fucking community. You can get like really (laughs) shitty to to others online (laughs) playing Magic. That's the thing that's available to you. Um, I've put forward this theory before, and now this is something sort of half remembered from a thousand years ago, but I've kind of, I think a lot about this. There is a theory that human beings have a level of cortisol that is their optimum level of cortisol, that their psyche craves a certain amount of that stress hormone to be in their life. And so I think what happened is she got out of school and she got comfortable and she got real into that high stress level of cortisol and so is looking to create that in her life. Then the theory goes that like if you are too comfortable, you will do things to self-sabotage and fuck shit up to get your cortisol back to where you need it to be. I buy this. Mm. I have kind of felt times of this where I'm just like, what if I did some chaotic shit? Yeah. Usually yeah. for me, it's like dating chaotically and like going out way too much. I don't typically get like mean about it, but I feel what you're saying, especially coming out of like the high stress environment of school, because there is something like energizing about that. Even if it's miserable for me, I burn out very quickly, but some people do just like thrive on that shit. I mean, yeah. the thing is, I have a friend who's a nurse and it sounds uh, just grueling and yeah. exhausting and just emotionally torturous like to just be in many cases around death so yeah. maybe that's contributing and accelerating to this i don't know i'm not a shrink but uh i don't know i would be concerned that somebody like this would be in that line of work you know i mm-hmm. have heard stuff about nurse you know not many nurses most nurses are great people but uh, as like, you know, comedy show attendees, which is, I, I, I've heard. A mixed uh, bag. Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> they, they can be pretty, you know, there's certain things that they, yeah, they're just, they can be very bad audience members from what I hear. They've got a reputation and it's probably like, the, I don't know, this is not a saying. The bad apples are the stinkiest. That's not a thing. But like the. Nope. The something is the loudest. Help me out here. Isn't there some saying that like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, That's kind close. of that. The first cut is the deepest. 
Baby, I know. Wait, fuck. There is some saying like this that's like the, the bad, bad apple ruins out. the bunch. Yeah, but like I'm, I'm thinking of like a, the <laughs> last one take there. It. Just take it. Last one there is <laughs> okay, a rotten fine. egg. <laughs> the rottenest eggs burned strong, in the hand the is worth two in the bush. With a cry, the crying two baby. in the pink, one in the stink. <laughs> <laughs> the crying baby gets the milk or something. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. I often use uh, squeaky squeaky wheel grease. But yeah. I seem sounds yeah, like you're saying something thing. different. It sounds like you're saying one yeah. rotten apple ruins the bunch. It's like it's like a combination of like a squeaky wheel and a rotten apple, if you can imagine such a thing. <laughs> like <laughs> squeaky apple. Like the bad wheel. examples stand out. Is like I'm trying to because yeah, most I don't know. I met lots of nurses. Most of them are cool, but like there is a certain type of chaotic nurse type. Yeah. That is, I think, a, a thing that many people have encountered. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's the stress of the job. Maybe it's the kind of person drawn to it. Like, who, who knows? Again, most of them good people are are saving lives out there and getting yeah. underpaid for that shit. Um, but how do we get to this? Um, I'm wondering if part of this, Anders, what you're talking about, just like, uh, I'm, I'm thinking school compared to working in like a hospital or something, being surrounded by like this low level kind of bleak stress of encountering mm -hmm. like sick and injured people all of the time. I could see that being like crushing in a certain way. And I could see wanting to cause some kind of commotion or like lower stakes social chaos to almost distract from that. Mm. I don't know if this is too much of a mm. stretch. But I, it does, you're kind of saying it coincides with her getting out of school and, and, and getting into this place. And so I'm wondering, it, it feels like that's related in some way. Um, I don't know. As far, like, yeah. how do you fucking stop this person from doing this, though? You want to be a, you want to help be a sounding board for her? Because, like, yeah. you can tell her, don't do this, but right. it seems like she's just going to probably do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, maybe just help her observe that these are unhealthy impulses. Um, it does seem weird to me that school would be more, I don't know, stressful and, you know, educational. I think it was that than... she was doing school on top of nursing. Okay. Because I think there's a way that you oh, can, right. like, because you're obviously, you're doing practicals and shit, so you're, yeah, like, in the hospital point. even while you're in school. Okay. Oh, and it's not as exciting once you start at the bottom rung of the yeah, real thing. Yeah, it's just okay. It's that that dull, bleak kind of uh, of of terror as opposed to, and it, maybe maybe it's the lack of like the loss of the luster to it. Like you know, your first trauma patient comes through, and you're like, "What the fuck? That was crazy!" That's yeah. True. And then uh, you know, you see your third person with a stop sign through their midsection, and you're just like. <laughs> I don't know. Fucking another day at the office. Maybe she needs to be transferred to a war zone. Yes, know. that's some chaos. Yeah, she. You know, if and maybe, but I would worry she would still try to add chaos. But I feel like that would be just you know, quench her thirst for chaos. Yeah. Have you heard the the thing about um, mental hospitals and the Blitz? You hear about this thing? Uh. -uh. So during the Blitz. There were um, like mental hospitals that people started just getting better when the stress got really awful and like 
basically the idea is that like when you're faced with actual stakes in some cases mental illness will kind of like work itself out um Hmm. that like if you're kind of you know you're picking at your uh cortisol level and trying to get it to rise and acting all uh chaotic and things are really fucked up for you when you're faced with actual stakes then you can focus on actual things that you can do like it's it's hard to be depressed when your neighbor is buried under rubble and you have to dig them out of the fucking rubble. Oh, that's an interesting point. I've certainly felt that I've had a couple, uh, times I've been in a car accident. Neither were my fault. I got motherfucking T-boned once luckily in like a slow intersection. Uh, and the other time I like slid off the road, uh, in that moment when it's happening, everything kind of goes like blank and it's just like, mm-hmm. I need to do the physical things that I need to do. And then like, as soon as the moments passed, then I emotionally break down. Mm-hmm. I could see that being something that could like, like you're describing Audrey, just occupying some of your attention. Yeah. Like an ongoing is- chronic terror that like makes it so that you can't focus on the internal world of turmoil that you have like you have to be laser focused on what's going on around you to survive for example i i often feel and this is going to sound a bit dramatic but i often feel that life is a choice between depression and anxiety i Mm. either just stack too much and uh, i get stressed out with you know probably not that much or you know maybe most people, but I'll Same. get stressed out. I feel this, and I won't. And I'll you know just really crave being on the couch with the Madden and the C-SPAN archive, and then I'll get on the couch with the Madden and the C-SPAN, ar- C-SPAN archive, and then I just feel awful, and it's emptiness, and yep. I have nothing yep. going on in my life, and it feels horrendous. I'm definitely this. I had never considered this. I'm definitely that. I'm either not doing shit, and then I get depressed, and I keep not doing shit, and I feel terrible. Or I'm trying to do a thousand things at once yeah. and stressed about it, which I am realizing I prefer largely, uh, even yeah. though it sucks sometimes. But right. It, at the end, you're doing more shit. At least. Right. Yeah. At least you're doing something. Uh, so now I'm wondering, too, like, OK, the combination of school and the nursing stuff and the novelty of the thing, maybe that was like energizing enough to kind of like mitigate some of these things but now she's kind of in that cruise state of okay the job has started you're in there you're doing the thing is less energizing or chaotic or, or, or new you know any of these things and, and maybe that's causing some of this i'm wondering too like i don't know what's the deal at this is she with different people now what if the people just suck in this hospital yeah and like she had a good experience previously and now she's in this stressful job and like fucking janice is always wearing the stinkiest perfume every day and it's just like getting to her and so she's kind of just wants out and is trying to self-sabotage a little bit with this possible yeah part of me wants to say just let her cook you know what i mean she knows what she needs and if what she needs is a little bit of fucking social chaos then what's the worst that could happen yeah she can have a little talking behind other people's backs as a treat. That's the shit. She's oh my it. god, especially when it's about work performance because it's technically <laughs> like you're like talking about something that's relevant to work while you're yeah. at work and you're I'm like doing work by gossiping. <laughs> yeah, I just can't fucking believe that she would uh let's just uh take an example from my personal life. Hog the design center computer all fucking day and make uh, it so that nobody can get any design work done. What a 
you know what classic a ridiculous thing Janus. to do classic yeah. fucking so Janus. stinky cologne and her hog in the thing listen I these are like our theories here i i you know you know this person better than us and this is just kind of we're not gonna be able to settle on like a, hey here's a clear explanation because this is this is unusual but i just do your best to be like try to interrogate with her what's driving this ask her yeah. just about generally how she's feeling with work and other things in life and just see if you can get to like is there somewhere she's feeling unsatisfied or wants a change that's all like that that is my hunch with this one i think that's um, a good piece of advice but like audrey said too to some degree like you kind of just gotta let her figure this stuff out you can't mm -hmm. you know you can't fix all as you can try but it's not ultimately your responsibility. Um, but good looking out for your friend and trying. Uh, yeah. Holy shit. Amen. Right. And if she does some crazy shit, it gets fired. Yeah, if it gets wacky. We about it. Yeah. We want to hear we about love it. love a zany tale. All right. What's next in the box? Let's get another one here. <laughs> we got two specific ones for Anders. I think we're going to need to get to oh. at the end. I think yeah, gonna be our... <laughs> we're going to need to let you go off. Anders, the Discord was very stoked that you're coming on. Before I, I like announced it, a couple wow. people asked when you were coming back, and I was like, "Good news! It's next week." Yeah, you that read my mind. I'm so glad. Durs fans, Durslings, and the Durs uh, as I call them, the Durslings, the Durslings. <laughs> Durslings in the Durs cord. Okay, <laughs> let's see. We have. I keep saying this each week. But we have so much. We have 17 pages of questions right now. So many fucking questions. Crazy. Okay, check this out. Hey, hey, Audrey Donovan and, and Josh. We've oh, got Josh Dursley here. Josh Dursley. <laughs> wow. This was actually sent after Josh from Worst of All Possible Worlds was on. Oh. But it's a good question. So we're addressing this to Anders. So instead. they probably think that Josh is a permanent fixture. Evidently. That's funny. Got news <laughs> for them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I recently went through a really ugly divorce that also cost me... Wait. I recently went through a really ugly divorce that also cost me... Oh, most of her and I's shared polycule slash friend group. Just uh -huh. wanted to ask any advice or if similar experiences. Thanks a bunch from Harper. How's it going, Harper? How's it going? Good name. I like it. Um, you ever have like, oh, wow. a breakup and it derails your friend circle? Um, yeah, wait. they were ejected from the polycule. Is that what I'm getting? So they That's they broke up with their spouse and had uh -huh. a divorce, uh -huh. and it, that rift between them and their spouse cost them most of their polycule and friends. Oh, so the question asker lost the friends. I believe so. Damn, mm. that sucks. I I've never been in a relationship. Where like my whole friend group is is tied up in it. I've had yeah. cases where like I'm friends with a partner's friends, and you know we break up, and then I don't you know really hear from them or whatever because they're like their friends. I haven't really had like a, we shared the same friend group kind of thing. Have yeah. either you had this? Not really. I mean, I'm in my for somewhat embarrassed to say I'm in my first relationship currently. Um, but <laughs> oh really? I didn't yeah. know this. <laughs> yeah, I had flings and things on occasion, and I think you know maybe a little awkwardness. But it, uh, 
I think it's usually just, and this is just my paranoid suspicion that is probably not uh, actually true, but uh, there are certain people who I, I've thought have maybe pretended to not know me after I stopped uh, seeing mm. somebody they were uh, they were friends with, but that's probably oh, just no. hearsay. Jerk behavior, if it's true. Yeah, that's that sounds. I have difficult. had this. It is very difficult. I have had this. But unfortunately, I can offer not much insight because I've I've won. I've won those. <laughs> they all like mostly stayed my friends, and then they <laughs> fucked off. Is mostly how that went in my life. Uh, and I have some guilt around that. Like there, def- you know, you break up with somebody, and then they don't get hung out with as much by the people that you hang out with, and like that feels bad. But then again, you're also like, these are my these are my fucking friends and we hang out and we have fun. And that's that's just what that is. Um, So I think we can just go back to our general blanket advice that we've been giving for like how to meet people is to get out in the world and do things Um, like it doesn't matter what it is, as long as you're outside and there are people around and there is some reasonable expectation that there can be social interaction between the people. Like, you can't, you don't go to a restaurant and meet people. You know what I mean? Because you're just eating your food with your table or whatever. But you can go to a bar. You can go to a game store if you're a big fucking nerd ass like I am. I met somebody who might be a new friend at the game store last night. We Hell get to yeah. talking and playing Magic the Gathering. Nice. And then some and, magic uh, and some magic happens, you know, just like, you know, man, uh, as for getting the polycule together, put ENM in your dating profile and get to swiping. Yeah. Find some, uh, find some other polys. Ask, <laughs> Hey, get on, get on there. And Hey, Audrey, get on there and say, um, uh, Polly want to crack Polly want a cracker. Nice. It's very yeah. challenging. We were talking to a bird. Uh, we've got, we've got hello. girlfriend we've got in the girl, front. We got a girlfriend in the background. She's confirmed nice. real. Girlfriend, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Breaking confirmed news from real. RFTV. We have confirmed the Andrew's girlfriend. Stop doubting me, listeners. Uh, <laughs> if I could offer one piece of advice, though, if if you really value these friendships, Harper, one thing you might consider is reaching out to your ex and being like. Could you just do me this solid? I don't know what the terms are like of the breakup, but could you maybe just do me this solid and talk to our what was was our mutual friends and say, "Hey, I don't want you to feel like you'll have to choose, and you should still be friends with." Harper. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a reasonable ask. That's a good point. Yeah, if your relationship post breakup is is good enough, or maybe give it some time to cool down and, and try that, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Like also, if this is recent, sometimes in the immediate fallout, people are like, "Oh, I don't want to kind of keep my distance here." But yeah, I, I think that's worth a. I think that's worth a shot. Um, but yeah, general blanket advice on meeting people, I, I think, is good. Mm-hmm. And like people talk about it being harder the older you get, and that's true in part. But like, I don't know, I'm still fucking meeting people. Just go yeah. do shit that you like doing and be cool, and you'll find some other people. And then also, you've just got like the dating element here. Audrey just mentioned this. Um, a good amount of my friends in my life are like people I met on dating apps. And I mean, sometimes like nothing even came of it, but we were like, we like each other's company. Those we're going to stay in touch. Right. 
I got like a number of friends I've met from going on dates or like exes that I'm friends with. You can also reach out to people if you've kind of lost touch with people. I'm, I'm big on trying to maintain contact with folks. If you're sitting there and there's somebody you lost touch with and you're like, damn, I, I really like that person. Try shooting them a message. Just like check in with people. Sometimes there's the impasse of neither person wanting to make the first move or thinking it's weird or whatever. Yeah. Nothing wrong with checking in with people and maybe it goes somewhere. Um, but just get back out there and, and date once you're comfortable. That's a good way mm-hmm. to get out and meet people. Find some activities. You got options here. Yeah. Uh, just do your best to remember that that's possible and try those things because it would be understandable right now to be like just despair mode because this shit yeah. sucks. Loss of a relationship and like a social group. That's that's brutal. You know? So keep your keep your chin up. Uh, subscribe to the Patreon. Get in the Discord. <laughs> <with us. laughs> Lots of cool people in there. Uh, I wanted to say one more quick thing about like on the poly tip of this. Uh, losing the polycule is really tough. But if you had relationships with people in the polycule outside of your marriage, I don't think it's entirely impossible that those things come back around. But I am kind of uh, of two minds on it. Part of me wants to say you have to leave that polycule entirely alone just for drama's sake. Uh, But theoretically, uh, you should all be uh, advanced enough. You should be level nine poly wizards at this point and should, uh, be able to compartmentalize and allow for potential re-entry into that matrix of things. If, if things are cool at all, if things are not cool at all, fucking bang out and never look back. You know, I like the way you pronounce that compartmentalize. Compartment. Yeah, like, yeah. enough calm in the world. I, I like the calm. <laughs> you need to compartmentalize. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's how I say it. But now I'm going to say compartmentalize. Compartment. Compartmentally. Compartment. How do I say it? I don't even know how I say it now. I couldn't. I, I couldn't have told you how I said it until you pointed it out. Compartmentalize. Compartmentalize. Oh, I've been compartmentalized in the closet under the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. That's a, a Harry Podcast uh, reference. Welcome back funny. to the show. Audrey, funny. let's get another question going. Good luck to this week. Good luck to this person. We believe in you. Thank you for writing in. That sucks. We feel for you. We're sending you good energy. I feel like these might we might run long enough with these to fill out the rest of the program because <laughs> I think there's a lot to say here. Um, hi, Odd, Dono, and Anders. <laughs> what attachment style do you think Bill Clinton has and how did it affect the outcome of the 1996 presidential election? <laughs> wow. Real Dursling's writing in. <laughs> That's an excellent question. Um, chaotic attachment style from Slick Willie. He uh, is. He has his uh, mainstay, Hillary, and yeah, I've questioned their the genuineness of their relationship over the years. But I think uh, there is some love there lurking beneath everything. Because yeah, at several points it would have made sense for him to not be married to her politically, um, but and for her to not stay with him. Although, you know, probably, well, that, yeah, that's about her. Uh, Bill Clinton I, is, a, is a sociopath. He is a yes. uh, serial 
harasser and raper. Um, and I think there is something Freudian there. Um, 1996 is interesting. I was actually just thinking about this. Well, yeah, it's often that I think about this, which is a problem, but, um, what would it have been like if the Lewinsky scandal had broken just like two years earlier? Um, and he had to get reelected with that going on. Um, which I think would have been would have made it and not just more interesting of an election. It would have made it an interesting election. Um, Who was he against in '96? Bob Dole. No, Bob Dole. That's why I fucking oh, yeah, Gore. Gore. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I remembered. I I was thinking Bob Dole in my head, and I said his vice president. He is <laughs> a battle of of these. I'm an idiot. Treachery and betrayal by Gore. I mean, I, the reason I remember Bob Dole is I was in, in 96, I would have been uh, eight years old. And I remember the other eight year olds at school saying that they liked Bob Dole. Oh, Real I remember that too. Although Isn't that fucking weird? Yeah. I mean, you just go with what your parents like, right. you know? Um, but I think- Bob uh, Dole looks like an angry skeleton. I, I've got a whole wall of <laughs> Dole picks up right now. That's a scary looking man. Yeah. Yep. There was also Ross Perot in the mix. Um, he did Viagra commercials. He did. But, uh, Isn't that to, cool? Yeah. Hey, hats off. Um, but to the, to the question, I think the fact that... So uh, he actually got his rocks off with Monica in his first term. Uh, it was 95 that it began. So that easily oh, could have been a campaign out. issue. It easily could have broken uh, during his reelection, um, but it didn't. And I think maybe and this goes to maybe his attachment style is maybe he needed that as a release. This is what he would say. Oh, this was just yeah. a release to relieve stress. And therefore he was able to focus on the task at hand. I got to keep my cortisol low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's a good bill. That's a good point. Yeah, maybe he would bill. have done self-destructive things politically. Good things. Maybe he would not have cut welfare, and uh, that would have hurt his reelection chances. But it would have added some, you know, yeah, more comp- made, made it more a competitive race. Yeah, some spice. If he had, maybe he would have run a more risky, progressive campaign. Um, if the October surprise was come, yeah. <laughs> So I think he's avoidant attachment style. Yeah, I think avoidant. He's just like, oh, I got marriage. I I got marriage issues. I'm going to go ahead and be a raper pretty much. Because he's a a friend of Jeffrey big time. Yeah, big friend of Jeff. That was going on in the 90s too, right? I th- mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of their liaison. Well, I'm sure they knew each other, but it really began the jet stuff in his ex presidency. Um, uh, but I mean, he maintains oh, it was just Monica while I was president. It does seem like there liar. was at least one person. Um, I'm forgetting her name. Who he uh, groped, um, which kind of actually triggered the Lewinsky scandal. Um, oh, because there was something else. God, yeah, God, this guy's such a fucking piece of shit. Right. All jokes and, aside, I fucking hate this fuck. And he really God like damn. if you if you go back to it is this very just extreme narcissistic like role uh, when it comes to his relationships with women because um, uh, what's her name the the woman who now supports Trump who he likely raped Juanita Broderick. Uh, uh, she, she says that he came back 
he came crawling around in like the late 80s, early 90s when he's going to run for president and just apologized to her and uh, just gave this like heartfelt just one-on-one and for him he gets something out of that that's like therapy for him to just confess his sins and try to like still get approval from someone he's wronged like he just keeps getting away with shit um wow yeah he's a sociopath i fucking hate this guy man god damn Fuck you, Bill Clinton. <laughs> Fuck Bill Clinton. Enemy of the show. Yeah. <laughs> William Jefferson Clinton. One of the um, biggest enemies. I th- I'm going to hit this other one because uh, it's. I think it's like a two. It's like a It's like a one-two punch here. Yeah. Hi, Audrey, Dono, and potentially a guest. I think it's so funny <laughs> that they said potentially a guest. That is a bit. They're like, is- <laughs> that's got to be a bit because the question is, I was wondering if you had any ideas on what would have happened if Ralph Nader had won the 2000 presidential election. Thank you. Whoa. <laughs> Classic relationship dilemma. Right. What if Ralph Nader had won in 2000? Uh, I spent a couple years of my life writing a novel about this, I will admit. Um, Wow. And it was, you know, probably a lot of wishful thinking. But if that actually happened, I think he would, you know, uh, there's a good chance he would have been assassinated. Um, But I think, you know, likely he just would have been stonewalled and uh, stymied by the the establishment. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. Although there you know, a lot of good things. This is my thing with Bernie. It's like there are a lot of good things you can do with executive orders, um, which maybe he would have done. And um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think his goal was was to create a movement, which he has admitted he kind of failed in in doing. Um, and that would have really been hard to build from scratch in the year two thousand with like you know. Uh, we had just recovered from Y2K. Right. Yeah. yeah. Then you have, yeah, like... The uh, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were topping the charts. I mean, <laughs> if 9-11 happened with him on, he would have been just impeached, I think. Oh, instantly. Yeah. yeah. But there's a good chance it wouldn't have happened because... It, right. Because yeah. fucking Bush administration had prior knowledge that shit was going to happen. It's an inside and, job. I, and fucking it's the most conspiratorial shit that I believe is that the Bush administration was aware that shit was going to happen and let it happen as a pretense right. to, uh, yeah. They definitely the could longer. have stopped it. Uh, yeah. And I think he probably would have. So, you know, yeah, he would have known 9-11 and uh, probably would, would be a better world, I would concede, yeah. Can you imagine a world with no 9-11? I wouldn't be able to remember anything. I would have totally <laughs> forgot. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a certain day in September. I'd just be so fucking confused every fucking year. But we don't get the best day on Twitter every year if That's there's no nine eleven. You know what? Maybe it was worth <laughs> maybe it was worth it for that. Jesus. <laughs> Fun fact, Ralph Nader is, uh, I looked him up on uh, Google just because I keep just wanting to see pictures of these motherfuckers, how they're doing. 89 years old and 6'3". I don't think 90-year-olds should be 6'3". It, I yeah, think that's scary. It's a health risk. I mean, I yeah. a lot of times yeah. people shrink, but maybe that hasn't that's happened true. to him. I don't know. Um, maybe he continued to grow. <laughs> <laughs> we actually just talked about this today's episode uh, on Poddam, but uh, he just came out for Biden. He's wow. finally Ugh. throwing in the towel and saying, like, yeah, just got to suck it up and 
Vojo. Wow. Come wow. on, Ralph. Come on, man. Yeah, I don't think uh, 80-plus-year-olds should be able to dunk, though. That's kind of my, <laughs> my main point there. I think I find that There's upsetting. no rule that says 80- or 90-year-olds can't dunk. <laughs> That's true. All NBA does not have of... that written down. Yeah. yeah, pivot from running to just enter the NBA at 89 years old. That would fucking rip. He is a uh, basketball aficionado, and he instructed one of his uh, Nader's Raiders once who requested, can I go to this basketball game? He's like, yes, you can go, but only if you give this one really specific tip to Patrick Ewing uh, (laughs) about his, like, hook hook shot or something. (laughs) Hey, the Green Party (laughs) candidate has some notes for you. That's pretty oh, that rocks. Fucking good. All right, we got we got a we want to throw one more stub in here right before the end. Okay, okay, baby. What we keep. I don't know. We're on a trend of running like a little bit over an hour. I'm kind of liking it. Uh, let's chuck this one in here. Do you have any okay. tips for getting out of bed in the morning when you feel like you can't because depression? Mm. Thanks. I think this is timely because it's starting to get dark earlier. Mm. I'm starting to feel the onset of seasonal affective bullshit. How do you get yourself out of bed when you're, you know, you got that depression, I can't fucking move kind of depression? Oh, I'm tempted to say just give in and sleep as long as you feel like you need to. Um, no. But that's, don't do <laughs> that. Spoken like a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to do anything till like 6 or 7 p.m. Don't worry, you're writing this. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody does anything in the fucking morning. You're good. I mean, if you have to get up, then that's that's tough. If you have to do something. brutal. Yeah, I guess look at your phone and get your dopamine up. Mm. Yeah, get charged up that way. Uh, For me, it's about developing a habit and a routine. Uh, Most nights... Probably not tonight because I'm going to be a little wired after I record. But most nights, I go to sleep around 10 o'clock and wake up Damn. around 6 a.m. And uh, I know, I don't get out to comedy shows very often <laughs> doing that. Wild. But, um, you know, I, I have this routine. Bed by 10, wake by 6, and you just do the shit every fucking day. And it just becomes a matter of course that you will wake up on time, that you will do the things that you do in the morning just like lock yourself into a horrifying soul-crushing rut that's how you defeat depression nice that's what i'm talking about i I sorry well (laughs) too polite people uh no this goes back to (laughs) the depression anxiety thing because like i find that if i have something in the morning I just often will just not sleep the night before, even if it's yeah, just it, like travel. Yeah. Travel does it to me every time. Yeah. Even if it's not super, it's just like, oh, I have to go to work, but early this time, I'm just like wide awake until uh. the very moment I, you know, uh, which, you know, you can, and that's another way to get to bed early is uh, you skip a night of sleep. And then in theory, the next night you'll be, uh, raring to go to sleep when it's time although i've had about a year ago i had like a week where i just like didn't sleep for like a week straight it was awful shit fuck yeah. that sounds bad i get stuck with it sometimes i'm like oh i'm gonna stay up all night it's gonna reset my sleep schedule and i'm exhausted all day and then it hits 10 p.m and my brain's like 
let's fucking go. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's going on on Wikipedia? Right. You read can read this for three hours. <laughs> you can get away with it like once or twice. And I really do think your physiology catches on. And it's like, oh, we're not yeah. doing that again. I see yeah. what you're trying to do. Let's stay up for two days. Fuck yeah. face. Your body yeah. gets very upset and crafty. I like the routine element. It's taken me a while to zero in on it for me. I used to just, oh, I'd fucking, because I'd have to piss. So I'd at least get have to do that. And I would just yep. slug cold brew straight out of the carafe. I, I just make a big thing, cold brew each week. You pull that once and then like, I'm not going back to sleep. It's impossible. Sometimes it overrides that, but for the most part, but then the trade-off is you're all fucking jittery and miserable. And so you just feel like dog shit. So my new routine is I always keep bananas or like a blueberry cliff bar, like something I can just very quickly eat that's relatively light. So there's something in my stomach. I hit that fucking coffee. And then I do one of my favorite activities, which is to take a shit with the shower running so it gets steamy. And then you get kind of like a... Ooh. Your sinuses, it's nice. You feel all you feel like you're in a womb. You got a seltzer on the sink next to you as a little treat while you're doing this. I don't think that's this. good. You I don't think podcast. that's a good thing. <laughs> so some of you will know right in if you agree. I'm taking the steam a room steamy shit. shit. <laughs> Particularly <laughs> moist, humid. No, I want it to be cold and dry when I shit. I want to shit in a walk-in freezer. You know, that can be like the number one thing that gets me out of bed when I'm depressed is just the the bulging bladder of it all. Yes. And it yes. just forces you out. And that it's can true. be a good thing. Also, maybe try uh, music, like a song you really like that's fast-paced. Like that. Blast that. Yes. And it'll make you want to at least stand up, walk around. Make your alarm, James Brown. Get up, get on up. Oh, there you go. Hell Yeah. Uh, fucking throw this podcast on like that's another thing a lot of times in the morning like that's my nice my nice little treat when i wake up i get do the things i just said i get a delicious seltzer going i get the dulcet tones of anders lee on pie damn america or one of the Ooh. other shows that i listen to that just kind of to have that something like that running as you're waking up that's gets you out of the depression zone and instead thinking about Ralph Nader's 2000 presidential <laughs> campaign or other topics that are not depression. I find that that helps. Oh, you know um, what you could also do James Brown, not to get too graphic, but he's a song called sex machine. I sometimes yeah. a nice way to wake up is a little gratification. If you know what yes. I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. Wake and crank. There you go. Morning crank. crank. Wank and crank. That's but just... the thing is, I want to go right back to fucking sleep after. Yeah, I have the yeah it also helps you fall asleep. Out. It's weird. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard. Uh, can I just? I have it in my computer and loaded it up and have it ready to go. This is the song that I used as an alarm for about a thousand years. If everyone's hear ready it. to hear this, okay. Yeah. It's like get the fuck up. Woo! Nice. That's Bussin' Down by Chrissy Murderbot. Uh, That's the kind of song that makes you want to turn the shower to full heat and drop a fat log <laughs> in the porcelain. I'm just imagining the smells lingering in the uh, moist air. It doesn't linger. It doesn't. It's, it, it stops it. There's no room for shit particles when the air is all full of delicious steam. Mm, I feel like you're inhaling more of it, though. I hope not. <laughs> 
Your I'm not kidding of, about this. Diamond's lungs are full this. of poop. No, my lungs are not full of poop. Diamond's Stop it. Lung. No. <laughs> Stop. Got poop lung. Quit it. Ma'am. <laughs> Andrew's calling me poop lungs again. It's my child voice for some. Like what the child fuck that was? Is strong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm child Audrey. If you try any of these techniques and they help you out right in, because this is, joking aside, this is some shit I've struggled with. I talked about it on the show, beginning of the pandemic, right before. I was really fucking struggling with not being able to get out of bed. Uh, but it is, a lot of it is just that routine, accepting that it's going to suck for a bit. But once you get used to it, it gets easier. And you got yep. this. I hope some of these tips work uh, right in if we helped you out. And that's pretty much it. we got to give a round of applause to Ann Dursley for joining us. <laughs> Thank you for, for having me on. Uh, pleasure as always. Love chat with Thank you. you. What do you got to plug? Where can the people find you? Oh, um, Pod Damn America podcast at Andersley here on Twitter and uh, on Instagram. I'm at Dursley one, D-E-R-S-L-E-E -E, number one. Somebody took the first, did you choose that as a stylistic choice or did somebody take Dursley? Um, I think, I think you have to, no, you don't have to put a uh, number in there. Um, I think probably somebody's Dursley, yeah. Some scum fuck. But I'm Dursley one, so. Some kind of that. false Anders. Oh, also if you're, the one. if you're in New York the City. false Anders. <laughs> you can come out to a paid protest, which is. Uh, Alex Patak, Kath Barbadoro, and I's uh, monthly comedy fundraiser for the NYC DSA. And we got a fun one coming up on Friday, October 6th at Silo in Bushwick. That's, oh, uh, shit. I'm going to be there. Oh, really? Oh, you should come by paid protest. I'll be in New York. Oh. I'll try to go to that. Hell yeah. Glad Fuck I plugged yeah. this. Sweet. Yeah, it's uh, Doors 7, Show 730, Silo, Bushwick, 10 6. Good shit. Perfect. Maybe maybe I go see your pal Dino. I got I have such a bad sense of where things are in New York, and I got a I might be in Manhattan at that part. But then there's trains and stuff. I'll talk there, to you. There actually, I'm sorry to break it to you. There is no train between Manhattan and and Brooklyn. You have Fuck. to swim. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not very good at swimming. God damn it. Well, go check that out if you're in New York, and uh, check out Andrew's show. If somehow you don't listen to PDA and you listen to the show, you really should. It's one of our faves. Thank you. We love all y'all. Check it out. Okay. Uh, well, hell yeah. Um, hey, you love this show. You're listening to it. Check this out. You heard uh, Donovan Potter talking to you earlier. We got a Patreon. We do a bonus episode each week. You can get access to it. $5 a month at patreon.com slash RFTB. You also get access to like 100, almost 150 now. So many episodes in the backlog. It's rocking. Uh, you get access to the Discord. I'll mail you a sticker. The perks are endless, but there could be endless plus one because if you simply give us $10 instead, you get all of that and your name shouted out in lights at the end of each main episode. Audrey, who are we shouting out first this week? We begin as we do with Anemone. Shouts out, new person. New, Thank new you. $10 month patron. Hell yeah. We're shouting out Anthony Limberg. We're going to shout out our beloved day one Barb. It's back to me when I get to say it. We're shouting out my dad. 
<laughs> we're gonna shout out Daddy Dylan. We're shouting out Gigi. We're gonna shout out K Friggin Money. We are shouting out Mall Criada. We are shouting out MC Proletariat. We're shouting out Mickey Flykick. We're shouting out Rico Suave. We're shouting out Riley. We're gonna shout out from episode 105, The Yellow Rose of Toteland, Ryan, Rich Homie, Click Clack. We're shouting out Spreadable Fruit. We're shouting out Super Deformed. We're shouting out our dear friends, go listen to it, the Worst of All Possible Worlds podcast. Amazing. We're shouting out Tufted Titmouse. Tweet, tweet. We're shouting out Wendy, and I'm in the Windy City. <laughs> and uh, we're going to wrap it up by shouting out our very good friend, Ren. Thank you so much for supporting us at the $10 a month level. You truly are the, the wind, wind beneath, our, beneath wings. our wings. You are the wind beneath our wings. You are the wind beneath our wings. <laughs> Who did the music? I did the intro theme. It's Horn Filters, the love theme from RFTB. You can find it in more songs like it at soundcloud.com slash RFTB pod. And uh, the outro song is some shit I haven't written yet. So you're going to enjoy that coming up here in just a second. Um, is there any other business we need to attend to, Donovan? That's it. Well, five-star reviews on your podcast oh, yeah. of choice, Spotify, you, you know, Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to give it to us on. Uh, big time help nice for us. Review recently we love that, that. uh the other thing that we love is you listener and i'm gonna get right up on this microphone and say i love you thanks bye Woo!